Welcome to Clear Thinking Out Loud, written and narrated by Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge. Hi, I'm Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge, and welcome to How Not to Make a Bad Situation Worse, Four Ways to Help Your Client Through a Difficult Time. Now, thinking about a client, and it was sheer brutish bad luck. This client's mother was dying and had come to live out her painful final days with her. Her brother's wife had died a month before at age 45 from an aggressive cancer and her brother had attempted suicide and needed the support of my client. Her teenage children seemed depressed and her daughter was self-harming. Her husband had lost his job and she too was soon to be made redundant. Her whole house needed rewiring but of course there was no money. And now the final straw. That morning, a letter from the hospital had starkly asked her to retake a medical test as the last one had been inconclusive. She'd stopped sleeping, laughing or smiling and life had become an exercise in endurance. When she finally spoke, it was with little energy. And she told me that she wasn't usually this self-pitying but there was a ghost of a polite smile played on her lips but her eyes betrayed a world of pain as she fought the gathering tears and tried not to cry but there's so much going on and i felt like i'm no longer strong enough to bear it she said so was my client Layla a suitable case for treatment with all that going on so when is it a problem and when is it just life we all know that the reason for some clients' problems is that past emotional conditioning has impaired their ability to deal with adversity or led them to harmful behavior patterns. The fundamental problem for people prone to depression, low self-esteem, anger and addiction is that they've come to respond to life in ways that cause them problems, even when outwardly their life seems perfectly okay. Clients like these need support, of course, but they need also help adjusting their filters so that their emotional responses align with how their life actually is, not how it once was. They need help developing the skills to manage anxiety and anger, decondition painful memories and meet their needs in healthy ways. But this is not the case for all clients. Some of our clients are essentially balanced and happy productive people when circumstances are fine. But when they're going through a terrible time, it's only natural that their ability to meet their needs is compromised. In this case, our job is to skillfully support them and to help prevent the current harshness of life from causing emotional conditioning that will harm their coping mechanisms later on, even when things have improved. I'll never forget what Layla said in our very first session. And she said, I went to my doctor last week and she told me I'm a depressive. She suggested I take antidepressants and accept that I'll always have to live with depression. And that really shocked me. It shocked me as well. So I asked Layla, have you ever been depressed before? And she said, no, it's built up slowly. I was happy and confident and I really enjoyed life and I love my family. It was a real blow to be diagnosed as a depressive because I thought I just felt so bad because of all that was going on in my life. And she trailed off at that point and I looked her squarely in the eye and thinking as fast as I could said, I met someone once who had what they call congenital insensitivity. 
to pain. They get knocked, pierced, bruised, boiled or broken and they feel nothing. This is a medical condition. These people don't even know they're being damaged because their signaling system doesn't work. There's nothing wrong with a person who suffers when times are painful. And I decided to deliver my message more strongly. You are not a depressive Layla. There would be something wrong with you if you didn't feel the pain of what's been going on. So the pain lets you know that things need to change. That's the signal of those feelings, of those emotions. I'm not here to label you or, uh, or try to hand out some miracle cure for your pain. I'm here to help you manage that pain so you can get some control back and maybe even a little comfort until times get better. When the rain comes down and the wind rages, we all need somewhere secure, warm and dry until that storm settles. What we definitely don't need is medication or just medication. Clients like Layla don't need analysis or trawl through their past or psychiatric labeling. They need support for what is happening now. So how can we best support our clients through tough times? Well, firstly, we can let them know it's okay not to feel okay because things are not okay. When I talked to Layla about congenital insensitivity to pain, I was using an analogy, of course. I showed her that it's more normal to feel anguish and pain and fear when our primal human emotional needs are blocked than not to feel those things. If someone feels depressed because their life has become depressing, this isn't any more pathological than someone feeling pain in their toe when they stub it. And in fact, this is an analogy I'll often use with clients who feel like they're inherently ill just because they're mentally suffering through hard times. It's when the depression and anxiety continue during times that are objectively non-threatening that there's a problem. That's when we need to do more than just support the person emotionally, as vital as that is. But sometimes all people need to do is give themselves permission to feel terrible for a while when life is really awful. Layla's problems were real and the last thing she needed was for someone to tell her she had some innate biological disorder for feeling she was at breaking point or imply that her feelings were a sign of weakness or chemical imbalance. Just hearing me tell her that wasn't the case seemed to take a little bit of weight off her shoulders. Even when everything is bleak, we can still help our clients get a little of what they need from life. So number two, help them meet their needs a little. Human-given psychology shows that we all share certain basic human needs, but the ease with which we can meet those needs expands and contracts with circumstances. When it's easy to meet these needs, we feel happy and safe. But when it's harder to meet those needs for supportive attention and meaning and feeling safe and secure and intimacy and connection to community and so forth, these are the hard times. I encourage Layla to talk on Skype to a really good friend of hers for half an hour at least once a week. This wouldn't make everything okay, but it would at least a little help her feel listened to when she wasn't seeing me. It was some connection. Now she was getting help with her mother's care from a nurse who practically lived in her house. So it was possible for her to take some time out and see other people. We looked at small ways in which she could meet other needs too, including the next tip. So number three, help them see that they deserve a break. We all need a break sometimes, and I'm not talking just about a lucky break here. I'm talking about an emotional break, a break from stress and worry, fret and 
anguish. It's one thing to have something or many things stressful or painful happen to you. It's another to churn it all around over and over in your mind until you fall into a spiral of depression. There are two potential problems here. The actual problem and the way people inwardly torture themselves with the problem. The less you ruminate about a problem, the easier it will feel to manage it. And of course we will reflect on problems, that's natural, but endlessly going over them doesn't help. That's not to say that some reflection isn't inevitable and helpful sometimes, but it needs to be controlled. When it's allowed to get out of hand, a client can start to spend all their time terrifying themselves with catastrophic uh, imagined outcomes or painful regrets. We know that excessive rumination fuels depression and that's exactly what we want to avoid. I don't like to offer platitudes or tell clients I understand when it's not me who's going through what they're going through, but I do like to suggest that everyone needs a safe haven, somewhere they can go to leave their heavy burdens at the door, uh, shelter from the howling gale outside and recuperate and refresh. When people can compartmentalize their worry, even just a little, things become easier to handle. I gently suggested to Layla that she could ease the pain of this arduous part of her journey if she could find a way to place that burden down and rest deeply and do that often. I even formed a hypnotic induction around this idea as I deeply hypnotized her. I saw her transform into a seemingly much younger woman as the tension melted from her face. I selected a specific hypnosis download, audio download, for her to listen to every day. I reassured Layla that I wouldn't charge her for her sessions until she felt able to pay me. And I realize not every practitioner is in a position to do that, but it felt right for me and for her in that situation. And it gave her some much needed respite. But she needed something else too. So number four, imply the inevitability of change through using metaphor. Months later, Layla told me that one of the most useful things I did for her was to say, it won't always be like this. It will get better. But actually, I never said that to her, at least in not so many words. What I did do, as she relaxed in hypnosis, was described to her stone-hard, icy ground. The ground looks as if it will always be that way. But even as winter freezes that ground and the harsh winds howl all about, a tiny seed of change is developing just under the surface. And at last the clouds lift and warmth starts to seep through and circumstances move on. And that little seed emerges from the ground and shoots start to flower. Though I never actually said it will get better, this and many other metaphors I used with Layla all strongly implied and helped her begin to feel the reality of that possibility, not just think about it cognitively. I also told her longer therapeutic stories of protagonists facing difficulties who find unexpected sources of strength and support, learn valuable lessons and finally come through to the other side. And while she listened to these stories, it was as if she was living their journeys just for a moment and she mingled her own strengths with the strengths of the characters in the stories. I reminded her of who she really was, outside of and away from the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. And each time she left one of our sessions, she left feeling sheltered and protected, relaxed and rested, and able to pick up her burdens again with renewed energy and optimism. 
During our sessions, Leila gradually reconnected to her humour and to her wider perspectives and strengths. And bit by bit, the wheels of fate turned again toward better times in all kinds of ways. Her mother died, unfortunately, but had a peaceful death. And Leila mourned but didn't feel out of control. Her brother seemed a little happier. Her husband eventually found a new job. Her daughter came to see me for help and eventually overcame her self-harming. Uh, after multiple follow-up tests, Layla finally received a clean bill of health. Six sessions in, she had gotten a new part-time job as well, so money, was, money problems were easing. And after a few weeks, the family had enough money for the much-needed rewiring of the house. Layla's life took on balance again, a firm basis for meeting her needs and helping her loved ones meet theirs. Sometimes a person just needs a strong, calm, holding pattern until circumstances improve. And we can't prevent difficulty or tragedy in our clients' lives, but we can help them live with or through it. We can't take the place of a friend or partner, but we can keep people hopeful, calm, and even sane as they go through a tough time, because we all go through tough times sometimes. Trials and tribulations are not mental conditions, they are part of life. The human condition is able to withstand so much and nobody proves that better than Layla who left our last session together beaming with happiness and pride. So I hope you found that useful. I'm Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge and if you'd like to subscribe to my email newsletter you can find it over at unk.com slash blog that's unk.com slash blog. Thank you.